Well, you sent me packing down Green River Valley. I knew that if you couldn't, then no one would have lost my. Hey, this is Adam with Mile High Stash, the podcast that asks what five albums you would take to a remote Colorado cabin in the event of a zombie apocalypse. Um, the fifth edition of the Punk Is Dad benefit show for Colorado kids who want to study music in college is um, taking place Saturday, June 17th at Oscar Blues Black Buzzard in Denver. And my guest on Mile High Stash today is Dressy Bessie, one of the bands playing that night. Uh, Dressy Bessie is a legendary Denver indie pop punk band that's put out records on amazing labels like Yep Rock and Burger and um, Elephant Six, uh, Tammy and John, um, who's also in Apples and Stereo, uh, chatted with me recently about Dressy Bessie and Denver and their family. Um, like I said, Punk is Dad raises money for the uh, uh, the Dorian DeLong Arts and Music Scholarship, which salutes the memory of a Dorian DeLong, a passionate educator, activist, punk rocker, and dad, who sadly passed away. Um, I learned a bunch during this conversation with Dressy Bessie um, about them, and I also got turned on to some new music. Uh, I also get turned on to new music all the time by listening to 105.5 The Colorado Sound, whose support of Mile High Stash I really appreciate. Um, you can listen to the Colorado Sound at coloradosound.org or 105.5 on your radio dial if you live in Colorado. Um, anyway, here's my chat with Dressy Bessie. Um, I also hope to see a lot of Mile High Stash listeners this Saturday, June 3rd at the Roots Music Project in Boulder where I'll be hosting another live episode of Mile High Stash with my guest Steve Varney of Gregory Allen Isakov's band. Um, we will also have Rachel Slyker of the uh, River Arkansas opening that show. It is free, but I'm, I'm reserving tickets at rootsmusicproject.org is a great idea. All right, I will see you on the other side. What's the dog's name? That's Daisy Rocket. <laughs> I used to, I used to have a dog named Daisy in, in high school, actually. You uh, did? Yeah. What kind yeah. of dog? A dachshund. Oh. Yeah. 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 It was really dumb. <laughs> it was super dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but super cute. As long as you're cute and dumb, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you live in Denver? We do. Yeah. You can't tell. <laughs> Um, so live in this, Boulder. Yeah, I'm in Boulder. Okay. Yeah. You have to watch cussing and stuff like that. No, not at all. That's the great. Oh, that's one of the great things day. about a podcast. Yeah, yeah, Fuck exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tammy and John, the 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 first thing that I want to ask is is just a, a deep dive. Like, where are you both from? How did you meet? How did the band start? Oh boy, oh. all that that again <laughs> well i'm originally from the dc washington dc area alexander mm -hmm. and i came out here to go to school in boulder in the late 80s 88 i guess it was at cu boulder at cu boulder yeah oh. and uh i ended up only i did a college of, of four four years four college four universities yeah i kind of skipped around my parents weren't too happy about that mm -hmm. I ended up out here. It was the, my final year, and uh, I ended up eventually that year meeting my eventual uh, other bandmates uh, from the Apples and Stereo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually I moved back to Denver, and uh, that would have been in the early '90s. Joined the Apples, mm -hmm. and then uh, later yeah. later we met through that through Robert and Hillary of the Apples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hillary actually set us up on a date, kind of. Uh, yeah, anyway, I was born in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. My dad joined the military kind of late in, 
my parents were very young when they had me and uh he uh joined the, the army to escape a drug problem and oh, wow. took us all to um you know around the world basically we moved um when i was in second second grade we moved to colorado for two years mm-hmm. uh second and third grade then fourth fifth sixth grade we were in germany which was pretty awesome and then seventh eighth ninth grade it took us to hawaii wow. um and then back to colorado where he eventually retired in mm-hmm. colorado springs um he retired early and opened a record store which is still there it's called earth Pig music oh wow He's since passed. He he passed away in uh, 2011. Mm. Uh, I'm and, sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was it was pretty tragic. He found out and died ten days later, like ten wow. days after. Just it was just like so. Everybody get checked out if there's something yeah. weird and it keeps going on and on and on. Get it checked out anyway. Yeah. Uh, so my mom and brother still run the store and uh, backing up. Um, so let's see. I don't know. Where, where do we go from here? How do, how do I? Oh, I'll get to Denver. I, I tried out for a band mm-hmm. as a singer. Is a band called 40th Day in 1993, I believe. Four. 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 And um, was in that band for a year. Um, ended up writing. It's the first time I'd ever done any like melody writing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Found out I had a knack for it, for lyric and melody. Who knew? Yeah, you you know? yeah. I was like, sort of pursuing a photography. Yeah, I was a young mom too at the time. And oh so wow! I, was just, I wasn't sure. I got married right out of high school as well as my like my parents did, and uh, my young husband and I split after five years. So my daughter was five when we split, and I wasn't sure. I was kind of like I was doing a lot of photography, kind of like fashion photography, and I worked at a photo lab and. I never had any interest in going to college. I thought, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, have some kids and see where life takes me, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so I was asked to join this band and I was like, Oh, okay. Then, you know, it'd be fun. Let's, let's try it. Um, liked it a lot. Decided I, I wanted to write my own songs with, you know, with, with uh, my own instrumentation. So I picked up a guitar and just started, you know, writing my own songs and, at that at, around that time, I had met John. It was a night we met in nineteen ninety five. So confusing. And, There's so much. It's hard yeah, to look back. These past three years have kind of like mushed out any memories a little bit. Right. Yeah. To like bring it back up. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we we met in fall of ninety five, like October of ninety five. Yeah. And uh. And I was looking for people to play with at that she, point. He was trying to put a band together. You're at right. That point. And I played with a ton of people, and but she you barely just played guitar. Right. That, and I still barely play guitar. So part of the story is I, we the apples got offered right at the last minute of like, it, we got an offer to tour with the Flaming Lips. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. But it was like we only found out like five days ahead of time or seven days, and we had we had to go on tour. But then I went and I think your birthday was coming up, and I bought you a Hagstrom. The Hagstrom electric. Right, right. And that was basically. So I really cranked out. I started cranking and I left, out. Oh, and I left her with my four track, except four except track. player. That's right. Yeah. And every, and that's think... <laughs> when all dressing messages started out. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, some of that might have been Sliver Dick, too. Uh, yeah. There's all there was, there was I, a was brief like, band called My Sliver first band Dick. was called Sliver Dick, and I only knew Open E, Open A. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. I showed her bar <laughs> but chords. But we had six songs. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome. <laughs> I showed her how to play bar chords right before I left on that Flaming Lips. Right. And that was all she wrote. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Mm. This I is came back you. and she had written like 10 songs. Yeah, yeah, right. This is how it does. But that's that. how we met. I yeah. Mean, and when we first I met, I like decided Hillary had introduced us. And I was, I was dating someone else who was moving away to San Francisco within like two weeks or something. And so I was like, you know, just stand, stand on standby, you know, he, <laughs> we're going to split up, but you know, he's still here for two weeks. And he called me that same night. Like he was just <laughs> like, what do you do? I was like, no, don't. Stop. <laughs> well, it was a certain, it was a certain <laughs> they were definitely splitting up. John, we're friends with John we're, now too. Yeah, His name's John. Is, well. is, yeah, John Saint Andre. He was in a band yeah. called, uh, called Saint Andre. Saint Andre, great band. Yeah, it was awesome. 
Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it worked out. Pursued me, and I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then I just, you know, at, at the time I was working, I was still living in Colorado Springs, kind of like when when I had joined that band for you. Day I was living back and forth and working in Colorado Springs, and kind of coming up here on the weekends to play shows if we had any or whatever. And um, I was still looking to form a band. I was working for a talent agency at the time as a as a photographer. Uh, doing part, like portfolio photo shoots and stuff like that. And I had met this, uh, this kid who just come in. I say kid, but he was what, what 25 at the time. Or something. Mm-hmm. Darren Albert, which was our uh, original drummer. Um, he had a story. He and his, his friend were from Staten Island, New York, and they were traveling across country in this old beat up van um, just, you know, to get out of New York they, and see the country because they hadn't done that. And their van broke down in Colorado Springs. And so they were kind of trying to find jobs to get the van fixed so they get back home. And I, I guess he, he thought he could get modeling gigs or something. Like that. mm-hmm. so that's 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 uh, so that's how I met Darren. And we started talking, and he played drums. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'm looking for people to play with, you know. And um, so we set up uh, a, t- a time to meet. I went over. He was. They were staying. They had a friend there in Colorado Springs that they were staying with temporarily. And I went over there, and this other kid came to the door really like threw me back a little bit because he had like a bass strapped on him no a guitar oh a guitar strapped on him that's right yeah. i was like oh hi uh, you know i'm here to see darren i just met him he's like hi i'm rob you know and it was da 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 ended up being his best friend and rob ended up becoming our our bass player, well, our was, bass player. Too, he was just too good on the guitar he was like a metal yeah. guitar like a, player. A shredder you know, yeah guitar. and it was just, he was just too good and he was i wasn't looking for a lead guitar player at the time yeah. so he was like oh you're looking for a bass player so he next day he went out and bought a bass and and that was it and then we decided oh well maybe we could use another guitar player you know because i was still kind of green um and I'm not looking to play lead guitar because I have to sing, you know what I mean? And some of my and right. my melodies are are super like uh, rhythmic and then, you know, it gets a little, let, let's just get a lead guitar player. And we started auditioning, like a few people just like, whoa, just, I don't know. I wish we had video of, of everyone that came in. It was just, it right. was kind of like, yeah, it was it was so classic like well no no <laughs> sometimes no. they just plug in and, yeah yeah and, and then so it's finally john then john came back from that tour and he was like you know i was like yeah we're we couldn't find it he's like well how about i play and like we're like well i was helping record and stuff anyway mm-hmm. so it's kind of like i was he was he was keeping an eye on things yeah because yeah. yeah. we had we were still fresh dating too i think and he just wanted to make sure he see what i was up to and yeah so, but, you I mean, know it was like it was really busy you know in the early days we were playing right the apples were playing you know 150 plus shows a year mm. and to add in a, another band that wanted to be really ambitious so there were some years that i mean no he would just stagger yeah we played What's... 200 i played 250 plus shows yeah uh, it was early 2000s, you know, late, late 90s, early 2000s. So anyway, we told him he could be in the band. And yeah. we're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, we just started uh, playing songs, recording, and all people started to take notice. I mean, we got a uh, distribution uh, deal offer mm-hmm. way on a first set for a first seven inch. So we knocked out some, what is it, three songs on that? Mm-hmm. Three songs on our first seven inch. We're just like, oh, okay. If you listen to it, you can tell it's four track cassette. You know, it's like I you can do it. good things with four tracks. You know. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! I've been listening to some uh, current stuff, and I'm, I swear to God, they're recording on a, on a cassette four track, and it's just there's nothing like it. You yeah. Can tell. Well, we did our first album on, on two two four tracks, just bounced right. One was the cassette, and then one was the reel to reel. We had two reel to reels, but we also used the cassette. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, so, so, so that kind of helped, that helped kind of get our name out there to have that distribution, yeah. you know, the seven inch was in record, record bins across the country. And, you know, and then we started getting interest and like, well, let's, you know, let's, then what happened then, um, know, we England, did... we did a, we did an AP, like after that first seven inch, oh, yeah, right. uh, this label drug racer, drug racer got a hold of us um in england and they wanted to put out a five song cd ep and the guy's wife made these felt like sleeves with hand embroidered art on them DIY. Talk- wow this is yeah. really cool you know mm-hmm. i was like yeah let's do this so we recorded more songs five more songs 
um, we did that. And then eventually Kindercore came came around. We made some tapes. We had demo yeah, tapes that we, we kind of sent we out to friends. We actually did some shows, like some touring shows, I think. Around before, that? Before the album. Yeah, we out. did a few little things. Like we did that Push Kings thing. Right, yeah. right. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> I don't know. We went out to play at the Athens Pop Fest, and that's where we kind of made the right. deal with Kindercore Records. Mm -hmm. They had gotten hold of a tape. We made some demo, yeah, like yeah, cassette man. tapes that we sent just give to friends really we, i don't know just and he, ryan from kindercore had gotten a hold of one and was really interested in putting out an album right well according according okay. to miles karofsky from oh. from beulah the band beulah oh yeah he wanted gave the tape to ryan and dan oh he kindercore. did he takes credit for that he, he says he says oh okay yeah. He so also anyway, talks crap about. So Miles, <laughs> Miles discovered Dressy Bessie. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure he's happy about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it sounds like you recognize Tammy that it's a yeah. gift to have somebody in the band who not only knew what to do musically, but it, it sounds like John knew the industry too. Oh, absolutely! Well, it was been, just, I, yeah, we had I, we had gone. He out was still learning too. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was way early days. Yeah, they, yeah, he was still learning. So we all were. But it was but all, we were doing a lot were, of kind of. They were uh, a couple of years ahead of us, you know. Back then, you know, it was like uh, once you play at a club, say you play at the Black Cat in DC, then you just know the guy that books it. And back then, right. you just had to know. Oh well, if you, you have to call between noon and three p.m. So Wednesday. <laughs> Or Thursday, mm -hmm. and club had their little rule like that. You know, there's yeah. no email, right? You know? So you had to just know when to call and know who to talk to. Right. And if you could just call and say, "Hey, this is John from Apples," you know, yeah, you, you had your foot in the door, and it was right. it was relatively easy to book back then. Yeah, yeah, it you really know? was. And, and there, <laughs> were, there weren't ten million bands booked. Right, right, well. right. There's a lot, lot more bands now, so it makes it harder. Right. And more clubs. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yes. <laughs> but yeah, to answer yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it didn't make it easier because I had already Yeah, because I was like, mm. I, I guess, okay, I guess this is what we're gonna do. You know, <laughs> like you know, I, I I found I knew it was something I enjoyed, but I, I was never a, like a career minded person yeah. ever. I was just like yeah. one day at a time, you know what I mean? Like move on and like, okay, well let's do this, you know, people like it and I'm willing to put in the work, you know, so yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. So <laughs> <clears throat> Dressy Bessie was born, <laughs> and the steam engine was off, and yeah. we, were, <laughs> we did we did a, we did a we long did a first album. Yeah, first, yeah, 2005. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and then we continued putting records out. You know, we we had an album come out in uh, 2008 called Holler and Stomp, and it came out in the fall of 2008, which was which you know, unfortunately coincided with the great housing crash of 2000 yeah, yeah. that happened and about that happened a week after the album a week after out. the album came out so we did one round of touring usually our album cycle we do like we go out the country at least twice with on it to, to support the album you know we you know all the way around and um we got one trip in we did the whole country and we just nobody was going to shows anymore yeah. like you'd see it like at first it was really good the shows were great it was like we were still building 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 see that's jesse bussy's kind of thing like people album stopped build, going build. out it was like we had sold out literally sold out shows yeah and there were only like 40 people there or something right you know? i mean sold out we made the money right but it's, it's kind of like when covid weird. i think we're getting ahead of are we though. are we no that's that's okay okay yeah Go at your own pace because it kind of happened again to us with with the covid thing we had an album come out in 219 mm -hmm. and um you know we we got most of we didn't even cover the whole country on um yeah. with 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 a uh, fast faster disaster and then the lockdown happened it was just like, yeah so <laughs> again <laughs> so now uh yeah, yeah. but yeah but, but back to the mm -hmm. those early days yeah we're yeah we're busy we were doing you know 100 plus shows a year every year mm -hmm. Going to England or Europe a couple times a year. Yeah, just nonstop. Yeah, it was nonstop. It was pretty it was awesome. Nonstop. Yeah, and I see bands are doing it now too, and it makes me really happy. Yeah. yeah, you must have so many stories about those early days of just show after show after show. Have you thought of doing a book about those days? 
I think one day. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not ready. I've, I've never like. I'm like I'm like one of those. You know, I'm I'm always looking toward the future. I'm not ready to quite look back and like sort of like you know revisit the glory days because I think they're yeah. still ahead of me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm like oh I'm, you know we're still you know. Uh, but eventually, yeah, yeah. I've thought about it too. Yeah, it's some a kind of to, memoir it's a lot or something. To together, you know, you'd have to really, yeah, spend some time with it. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how did you decide what Dressy Bessie would sound like, and and you know, if you can include the kind of music and also the musical experience of each of you growing up that might have led to the sound that you developed? Well. When we yeah, first started dating, we were we were listening to a lot of '60s stuff like bubblegum pop. Right. Coincidentally, we were both just starting to get into yeah. that, like the Monkees and the mm. Hollies, and of course the Beatles and yeah, just, uh, the Kinks and yeah. all of that sort uh, of Lemon Fibers. I mean, yeah, Left Bank. Oh my gosh! But uh, we have a Nuggets box set. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. That, all that. That's yeah, where that that's where stuff. we were, and that's kind of. But we were also coming from pavements and. What else was yeah, in there? Nirvana. The grunge. We're coming out coming out of that. We went straight into like back into the sixties stuff. So mm. but then if you if what, to answer the other part of the question, yeah. I came from more kind of hard rock like AC DC and punk rock, mm -hmm. uh Buzzcocks, uh Talking Heads, New Wavy, that kind of stuff. And then coming up. Yeah. But I and I came from like you know, Prince, Michael Jackson, Egyptian Lover, and then college rock, straight to college rock, to like mm. Pavement and Liz Fair and Helium and PJ Harvey and R.E.M. Yes, all that. So there's a, but we're a mix of everything, obviously. Yeah, now yeah. I listen to a lot of jazz here at home too. When, yeah. So yeah, we're just a mix of everything, I guess. And I think that's, well, I think that does definitely plays into it because it kind of it makes dress made Dressy Betsy kind of both kind of we're kind of hard rocking sometimes, but it's groovy yeah, too. Groovy and dancey, mm -hmm. kind of dancey, yeah. Definitely catchy. Yeah. The Ramones catchy. were that way too, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I'd compare us to the Ramones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but cuter. <laughs> we blasted out a few sets. We played down yeah. at South by Southwest. Oh. Uh, these guys from California that had a label called Burger Records. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did a South by Southwest kind of showcase like thing, but they assigned everybody to play twenty minutes, and hardly anybody was really sticking to the schedule, and it was kind of off. The whole thing was off kilter. Right. Mm -hmm. But we would go in and do things. We stay right on schedule. Yeah, it was like bah, 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 yeah. Bah, 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 bah. we played an 18, eighteen minute set. <laughs> yeah. The only band that had a a mosh pit. Right, right. Because <laughs> nice. we didn't stop. No we didn't bullshit. Stop. We, we went in and played six or eight, seven songs. I can't remember. And God, it's so fast. All right, good night. Yeah. <laughs> we, a friend of ours came and was like, whoa, that was a Ramon set. <laughs> we played a couple Sex Pistols sets too. I've, yeah, we have done. I've yeah. had a couple personal Johnny Rotten sets, yeah. but yeah. We played once at a, um, it was like a snowboarding. I wouldn't say a festival, but like a... It was an event, like a competition. Competition, yes. Mm. And they had band, us set up like, there was like a half pipe right there, you know, in front of us. And it was like 20 below wind chill. It was literally, I mean, it was it was actually zero. They had us set up on this stage, but it's outside. It's freezing. I literally, my fucking hand was frozen into a major E-string chord formation. I could not unbend my fingers. So right. that was, I had to like on the fly like all right i'm gonna here's the okay the d's over here this you know what i mean like yeah and so we're playing i'm frozen and my lips kept sticking to the to the freaking microphone i'm up front and i look back mm. i turn back and the, our bass player rob's back there no coat and he's got air blowing on him and his hair's blowing and he's like rocking out and i'm like what the heck's going on i look and there's these tubes so he's got heat blowing on him basically which i think i don't i never quite figured out whether he like turned it toward him or like he just got yeah. lucky at the spot but he and the drummer like they both had their own little tube of heat and we're up front freezing our asses off My beer like, froze literally solid it froze solid yeah. But I just like I just I went I just I just left my body and became John Lydon for for that whole set and that was like an hour long. They were trying. Too. They wanted us to play for ninety minutes. 
that was rough. That was that was stop after a thing about fifty or something. Yeah, I was like, I'm literally like every time I go to touch the mic, my lip is sticking to it, and I'm losing pieces of skin because it's frozen onto the microphone is so cold. See, these are the stories that could they could each be a chapter. Right, exactly. Yeah, true. You're helping us. You're helping us like drag this stuff up. There are dozens like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh. yeah, we play clubs where like they've had like, like such crappy plumbing that there's like a pee stream that runs from the the men's room all the way to yeah. the stage. There's like a piss puddle, right? That's nice. Yeah, looking at, we're and looking at you, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie. Already, right. yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it's fun though. It, yeah, it's what you do. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um. So. so your shared love of music and and your and your individual tastes and your shared taste that leads us to the uh crazy idea behind my podcast is, yeah. is oh, cool. um you know if you were trapped in the mountains in Colorado in a cabin and there was a zombie apocalypse and in this case it was you know uh, both of you um, maybe yeah. the dog Daisy too um and all you had was uh, food, water, and a crank-powered Victrola. Oh. Do you think that uh, you two um, as a unit, or you three with the dog, you know, you might ask the dog's opinion, but okay. <laughs> could choose five albums to take with you. Okay. Yeah, that is a tough one. It's like... It was tough. We were trying to think about it, and yeah. I picked, like, I mean, if you ask me like next month, maybe it right. would be different, you know, but. Or tomorrow even. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the five I came up with are, are songs that I've, I've listened to over and over and over and continue to, you know. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, Pavement, Slanted and Enchanted. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Hole, Live Through This. Oh, wow. That surprises me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> You should learn when to go You should learn how to say no I love Courtney Love, are you kidding? Uh, Liz Fair, Whip Smart Yeah uh, uh, My brand new favorite band, uh, Sweeping Promises I haven't heard of them, what do they sound like? Out of Super, they're super unique. I you couldn't really. If I had to compare someone, they're they're unique like pylon. I don't know them either. I'm oh. I'm completely out of touch. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you need to you need to check <laughs> both of okay. them up. Okay. This promises album is called um, "Hunger for a Way Out," and mm. I've listened to it like for for the past two years straight, like over and over. And I just I'm I'm a huge fan. Um, and then. There's so many, like what is that four? That's four. That's four. So it's like you get to the fifth, and I'm like, who, who you know, mm-hmm. you're leaving so many out. Yeah. Can I pick like a box set? <laughs> I don't know. Can you fit that in like a backpack as you're escaping up into the mountains? You know, a yeah. box set. Maybe I, I would try. Um hmm. and my fifth. I had a couple. I mean I was surprised, yeah. I, I would think you would have picked like michael jackson or something or like well that. that's all like you know that's yeah, from my childhood yeah, like, yeah. and i've heard all of those for like 20 years more than the other so i'm like there are certain ones i'm like i i don't have to have to hear that again i've yeah, heard right, it you know right. what i mean I'm like, right yeah like oh there's i can see the oh. one you're gonna pick there's one a cd right there which one it's a nirvana one. Oh yeah incesticide is, is, is oh yeah yeah. yeah, but if I had, that's the essential. Those are those would those would get me through. That's she, she mentioned that earlier. So. I did, but I forgot. Yeah. I, I see it there on our table. Perfect. I actually yeah. do listen to it a lot. <laughs> Still, that's that's the stack actually. Yeah, it, and I can see actually whole oh, live through this. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I listen to. There's probably there's <laughs> payment. There's planet So she's not lying. No, yeah, <laughs> I I I listen to all this stuff. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of like Dominic Fike, though, and um, some of these younger sort of like bedroom recording, yeah, pop rock artists or whatever. And I'm just really, really excited about what they're they're doing and the sounds they're getting. 
you know, without going to a big studio with fancy gear and, and this and that. Like, I don't know. Cool. Well, your question with the the zombie apocalypse, it's, yeah. it's tough because you want to say, you're not asking, what are your favorite albums? Right. Right. Like, what would you take with you in that scenario? Yeah, yeah. And so mm -hmm. it got me thinking, you know, what what I want to take if I could, you know, it's something I, I'd really want to listen to over and over again. Right. Probably stuff I've listened to over and over again. But I didn't make it as far. Like, I, I didn't make it. She made it, like, all the way to the 90s before she started picking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I could, yeah. I had to, I had to pick like. But that's like the first thing. That, those are the, those are literally the first things that popped into my head. I don't. It's just not. Yeah, no, you so know, that would be the, it, I guess. Yeah, and then yeah. and I think they're they are like the top influential albums right now for me. Like I can relate to them. Right. Still, you know. Yeah. And especially <laughs> what what your yeah. songs you're doing right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most of your picks remind me of being like fourteen. Um, even 13 um and i usually didn't have anything to do on friday nights at that time and my yeah. dad was nice enough to get me cmj and it came oh, with the yeah. cd in it and, oh yeah and it just like every week exposed me to this incredible music and it was a lot of the, the stuff that you yeah. had yeah. on your list yes yeah, right. I, I mean I'm a, right. I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than you but that's how i i found out about a, a lot of it as well like yeah. through sam day like college radio like yeah oh my gosh it opened my opened me up to you know wow okay mm. there's a whole it's it's not just it's not alternative or you know like well, in the early days pop or you yeah. know it's, like, it's just like different it's punk rock basically yeah. we, we didn't have the you know before the internet was like before all the music came to you, you had to go, go right. looking for it. You know? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah. And so things like CMJ and all Magnet Magazine and all the magazines like yeah. that really made a big difference. And we both knew, like, like <clears throat> even before we met each other, like all of our friends worked at record stores too. So that yeah. that kind of helped a little bit. Like, oh, look at, we just got this record. Yeah. And go, oh, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's hear what John's five are. Like I said, I had to go back to, uh, to his youth. Yeah, kind of to my youth, but just I had to like, I don't know, I really, it was tough. It was tough because I, I think I probably narrowed it down to about 20 records and then <laughs> I started good. cutting them and, you know, I don't know. I still cut. Well, what are they? Come on. Let's hear it. The Kinks, Village Green, Preservation Society. Oh, beautiful. And I knew he picked that one. That's why I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I could just listen to it over and over again. And yeah. I, and I have. And we have. And yeah. Her, her dad gave me a white label promo copy on vinyl oh wow and I've, i sold it about 10 years ago now but <laughs> that's one thing i was gonna like to go back like um so you know my dad owned a record store he he was a record collector all my life growing oh. up beatles mainly beatles and you know 60s records and he had a jukebox and it was just mortifying when i was like in junior high and high school when i'd bring friends home from school he's like oh listen to this new mm -hmm. beach boy seven inch i got for my you know and i'm like oh dad you know because we're listening to like, purple rain you know what i mean and, like yeah. just like scurry off into my bedroom and it, it's it's so ironic like just before i start my band i'm visiting my dad's music that he was you know i was exposed to but i was yeah. just like denying that it was yeah. had any impact on well, me at all you know heavily influenced yeah, yeah yeah so he was super proud before he died he was like one of our oh. biggest supporters, yeah, like yeah. for sure so you so always that, rebel. It doesn't matter, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, who right, your parents exactly. are. You know, oh, you're going to rebel. Was, my parents were just like, to me, just not cool. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, like, drop me off two blocks away. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. They were they were cool, though. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. in, okay. my, in my kind of my early days, my, my earliest records, I bought like the first record I ever bought was Led Zeppelin 2. But I was... When I first started really listening to music, I was listening to kind of harder rock and kind of stuff like, and so I tried to narrow it down to one record and it's Deep Purple Machine Head. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't. It's not exactly a perfectly in the middle of all that, but it it kind of fits that whole thing, you know. Highway star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, 
you know, like way back when, I'm obviously a lot older than you, but the first song everybody learned on guitar was Smoke on the Water. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They probably still do. Probably the still rock do, kids yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Probably, that might be my favorite record of all time. Possibly. That's up there with me, too. Buzzcocks, and then it's not a proper record, but singles going steady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a singles compilation, but we it's all still have, an album. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we all you know. wore it out. You yeah. Know? And that has a that probably had one of the biggest impacts on me overall. And that covers, you know, Ramones and covers all a lot of yeah, different stuff. Yeah. That kind of fits into the talking heads a little bit. But then the last one I really I had really had to think about, but I had I, I album I absolutely have to have is B fifty twos, self self-titled, the first B fifty twos record. And, With Rock Lobster on it. Yeah, and yeah, fifty two yeah. girls. I could listen mm-hmm. to fifty two girls. Yeah, I could too. Over and over, we have. We have. We over do. And over <laughs> we do. I just listen, listen to it on repeat. Right. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that whole record. What a great band! Like speaking yeah. of, like yeah. ah, just like ugh, so infectious, and like the chemistry is just so undeniable. Yeah. One is oh, God just sounds so good too. Yeah. Interestingly <laughs> enough, two or no, it's only two. Yeah. Okay. Two of two of the five records were recorded in the same studio. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He put a lot more thought into his obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it, was hard, it was hard. It was hard because you got to think about all the other ones, you know. I, I, and to be fair, he told me like four hours ago. Right. Like, oh, by the way. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> she didn't have as much time to think about yeah. it. So, <laughs> but that's fine. I, I stand by my picks. I think well, it's a compliment to his five. I think it's a great yeah. 10 record. Let's say if, if for both of us, we've got both because yeah. I like her to, hers too. Yeah. yeah. But can we throw like an Al Green in there too? I know that was tough. Like the it had to be like the greatest hit. Yeah. Buffalo Springfield, the mm. the that greatest hits one, you know, like yeah. the retrospective or whatever it's mm. called. Oh, and Crosby Stills and that. Yeah. I really thought about putting in that Buffalo Springfield because I could listen to that one over and over again. Johnny, Johnny Mitchell. <laughs> there's everything. Yeah, like yeah. it's not fair. And then there's jazz. Like, yeah. 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 Jazz record into it. I could have given you 50. Jimmy Smith, we gotta bring in. Jimmy Smith, Duke Ellington. Maybe we'll we won't tell anybody, but we're gonna sneak sneak them in the leaves, yeah, yeah. just the vinyl. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could bring a, like a an actual old school iPod with a yeah. with like a little solar panel charging. Well, that's, that's brilliant. That's the, that's yeah. the first time anybody has said that. That's what we're gonna do. That's awesome. You're so gonna you cheat. To hang with us. Yeah, we're, we're gonna sneak in a bunch of shit. Yeah, you gotta yeah. be zombie free <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> and be into farming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tammy, you have a yeah. kid um, yeah. who was born when you were very young. Do you have yes. another? Do you have a child with with John? No, 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 no. Nope, just just my my Taylor. She's uh, <laughs> he's. He's he's her stepdad, you know, because he yeah. and I've been together twenty seven years. Yeah, we. She was eight years old when we started yeah. dating. So. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he's. You can do the math, but yeah, you no, know, you know, we're grandparents now, and. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Had, uh, granddaughter a week ago. Yeah. Oh, that's Maggio. amazing. Yes. Yeah, we're so we're super excited. We're getting ahead again here. Yeah. Uh, but our our daughter lives in uh, uh, Marquette, Michigan, in the Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the pandemic, John single handedly uh, converted our tour van into a camper van. Oh, fantastic! Uh, bed and a pantry and shore power. Uh, what else does it have? Solar panels. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty it's, decked out. It's I mean, it's not. It's, do, it's, it's punk DIY. rock. Yeah, it's, it's, it's punk rock. Yeah. But you can get in there and freaking. So we've been up to Marquette since the lockdown four times yeah, now, so. you know, since, wow. since 20. And we're going again here in like a week. Super excited to meet awesome. your granddaughter. And, um, but we spend about we've 100 days a year in the van. In the now. van camping. Yeah. yeah. In Colorado, like, why would we you? Just leave, we can just pack up. Yeah. So you want to go? Let's go. Yeah. Why would you just sit yeah. in the hot freaking city where it stinks? Like, For you sure. know, go like a half an hour west of here, and you're just like, oh yeah, no phone service. Yeah, that's the best. Hikes, out. like it's, it's mm-hmm. not four wheel drive, but we got it kind of decked out where we can really get out and sticks. So. Oh yeah, we've yeah. done a lot of rock crawling in yeah, it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so dressy Bessie is playing the punk is dad benefit, which is rad and. 
I forget how many of them there have been, like six or. This is five. This is number five. five. Yeah. Okay. Punk is dad is this amazing thing that raises money for, I don't know what the word would be, underprivileged kids to study. Yeah, for kids of punk parents who have passed away, right? I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the way I understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It was inspired by um, um, a guy who was very loved in the Denver punk scene who passed away and was a father. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you both, you know, um, since you are a mother and a stepfather, how punk rock and the DIY ethos of all that, you know, informed your parenting. I it gave me drive to like, oh, OK, there's a way I can like build a legacy mm-hmm. and have a chunk of something for her later after yeah. I'm gone. And I've done that basically yeah. you know and that's so yeah we're doing it diy as you say and and we yeah. enjoyed a certain amount of success and still do mm-hmm. but at the same time it wasn't like we were you know i, I don't know who you, we weren't aerosmith you know mm-hmm. like so we <laughs> right we weren't like strung out for you know 300 straight days no like, we're, you know, we're yeah. working you know yeah. like yeah. So really we, working hard we were coming and going coming and going coming and going but we would rarely we rarely would i mean every once in a while we do longer tours but most of the time they were just like two or three weeks at a time at yeah. a time and so so we were able to come and go come and go and you know kind of keep a relatively uh same normal same normal, family life same yeah family. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but as Tammy said, we all had calling cards back then. That's what you used right, to like yeah. your family. Yeah, Especially right. Now right. it's FaceTime, and I would have fucking killed for that back then. Right, right. I know we didn't even have cell phones. Yeah, in mm. early days. Yeah. yeah. Did you learn uh, lessons from um, punk rock icons? You know, Joe Strummer or some someone like that, who informed the way that you know. You lived your life personally, you know, and then also the lessons that you gave to your kid. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of took it as it came, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, didn't maybe just didn't really think a lot about. We we're just kind of taking it, taking it with one day yeah, at a time, and we're one, still kind of living that way too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's trying to make it. Yeah, there's planning. Yeah. There's all this planning and stuff involved, but just as far as like the personal side of it. um and you kind of just never know what's going to happen either, you know. Like yeah. when, you, when you have a regular job, you just go to your job forty hours a week, and you know you're going to make whatever you know, thousand dollars a week. Or right. So you can have a car mm-hmm. payment. Yeah, or yeah. Like that. We didn't payment. have that. Bands, yeah. not like that. You don't. No. Know, from tour to tour, like one tour, you might come home with a thousand dollars each, and the next tour, you might come. You have to pay five hundred. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or. or uh, Going to Europe, you know, Europe is even today. It's 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 actually almost worse now. But go to Europe, and it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. But you're not going to make money. I can tell yeah. you. Right. You're going to pay. It's expensive. You have to pay for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. If anything, you're going to lose money. Gas and lodging. Yeah. And... But you know, it's like know. in the early. It's, things are a lot different now. With you know the way, almost all of us indie bands were paying for stuff was by licensing music to. Mm-hmm. TV and mm-hmm. movies and stuff, and you know, because we weren't, we never really were making a lot of money off of selling, you know, CDs or albums. Uh, some money off of touring and stuff, but not a ton. Yeah, well, almost all the money was made, you know, if it was made, like music placement and movies yeah, and TV and commercials and stuff commercials, like that. Yeah, yeah. And but in the you know the late, it started in probably the late nineties and through the about through the recession in 2008 until the recession in 2008 it was solid you know there, there was a solid indie middle class of bands yeah right because we could make money doing that you know licensing music mm. we did like out of our <clears throat> peers i think we we've had the most we had a lot, we had a a lot, lot of placements stuff, like yeah. they just kept coming at, at one point it was just like whoa yeah, crap. It was, yeah, like it felt like every other couple of the same songs like in different years. movies or different tv shows it's like yeah okay sure yeah. you know so but uh yeah but then 2008 you know that's we're, we're going through it right now too but the first thing anytime you go start to go into a recession the very mm-hmm. first thing that gets hit right. is 
is like uh, advertising type stuff, you know. Yeah. Advertising budgets just go away, you know. And, and so, it's also a different time now. They have like I, I call them jingle houses, where it's just people who are like yeah. they'll be like, "Hey, we we need a song for this commercial. We want it to be just like Dressy Bessie, you know." And for two thousand bucks or less, you know, someone yeah. will do that for them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. They, like they give you ten thousand to yeah. license it for like a certain amount of time or something. So. But we were lucky. I, we were I, lucky. I feel like we were all, all kind of lucky. The timing of it, yeah. 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 Before that, before about the year two thousand, this this licensing stuff didn't really. It did happen, but not like it did. There was that little window of about two thousand to two thousand eight. Yeah. That a lot of people were making money and not, you know, not a quarter million dollars. But, yeah. You know, you get a license and it'd be twenty five thousand or something. You know. Yeah. Split it all up with managers and all that crap. Yeah. And also, when we started getting busy and started doing more touring and stuff, you know, Taylor, my daughter was in high school at this yeah. point yeah, I mean, she yeah. was like looking forward to starting her life and it wasn't i don't know she would come out with us sometimes yeah, and like, like we that, played so. the f- biggest tv thing we did was we played on conan o'brien yeah, oh, she, yeah. She, she came she, out for that she was high tool, yeah she did all she came for out for all the big stuff yeah, but, yeah so yeah cool it was cool conversely I mean, I guess, I guess another question I could ask is after having that experience of, you know, scratching and, and clawing to survive, to do the thing that you most want to do, did you have a feeling of you wouldn't necessarily want your kid to go through that? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I've always encouraged whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make you a lot of money, but you're happy. Yeah. That's what you fucking do. Yeah. Period. That's one thing. You know, like, oh, hell, hell no. That's like, you know, yeah. That's one thing with both of us. We're not, you know, we're happy to make money, but we're not in any way money motivated. You yeah. Know? Wait, like, I didn't come up with, you know, I get, like I said, my dad was in the army. Like I didn't mm-hmm. come up there, with, you know, you know, my parents, my mom was on food stamps or whatever. And I, you know, it was fine. I ate, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's never, I don't know. I, I never wanted for anything, you know, and my daughter never did either. You know, everything's, you know. Well, it's the same thing with the band too. It's like you know, while we, you know, we always try to reach for reach higher. Mm-hmm. We never really had a goal of being like the world's biggest rock stars. And reaching stuff. higher means yeah. just being able to like go out and play, you know, yeah, just for two for two times goal. around the country with the yeah. al- when the album's out. You know what right. I mean? Like right now, it wouldn't be feasible for us at all. Like the only time we really go out and do any like a major amount of touring is when there's an album we tour around albums mm-hmm. and we've always done that. So we have done a lot of shows, but it's always been around album releases. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just tough. And yeah. just right now, this very, very moment. Is yeah. Everything's so expensive. And yeah. And just, there's so many bands hard. and everybody's kind of, everybody's been locked up and I get it. Cause I, I, I'd like to go out and do some shows too, but you know, just can't, yeah. yeah. I don't want to spend money on on going out and playing shows. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll, yeah, take, yeah. I'll wait yeah. till I write another Dressy Bessie album. We'll record it and then we'll go out and support yeah, it. Yeah. For or if someone asks us to come do a festival or something like that, but you know, and now it's like there's so, everybody out of the gates. Everybody's been in lockdown, so everybody wants to get out, and so it's like just kind it's of oversaturated. Yeah, it it feels now. like so. If we did like set up, oh, let's set up a tour. You know, odds are in LA we play eight bands who are might be even our our friends are playing somewhere in that same city right. that, you know what i mean and that's yeah. kind of like every it splits city, the whole crowd for you know every city now has turned into and oh, you know from the denver area mm-hmm. you know, every single neighborhood has a rock venue now yeah or multiple <laughs> yes. yeah it's great i mean i'm not you know it's there's a lot of great places and a lot a lot of great bands mm-hmm. but god i mean you just can't have a dozen shows in a night in one single night and have all the shows be good, you know. Especially yeah. if they're kind of like the, they all have the same sort of fan base. Like, yeah. it's like they're, right. oh, I'll see which one do I go to? Oh, okay, this one. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to this one, and you know, yeah. you like a- it used to be it's like, oh, that's the show, you know. Right. I love all three of those bands, you know. Well, there used to be only package, just a couple package of venues, you know? Right. I mean, there there were still a half dozen venues, but. It did used to be a little bit more focused on. Now it's just so scattered. Well, yeah, people would like yeah. like the other pr- promoters would like talk, and you know it would yeah. be a package show. They would try yeah. not to They'd try have to get shows so... opposing each other, right? And yeah. have the like like minded bands play on on one 
one lineup. Right. You know. Right. So there's communication and so if they're yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I moved <laughs> to I moved to Boulder from San Francisco in two thousand eight. Oh. And um I was in um a bunch of bands you might have heard of, like the Yoppers and Gasoline oh, yeah. Gasoline Lollipops and That's cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. 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 George so, photographs you guys all the time. Oh yeah, George Blosser. Yes. Yeah, I love yes. George so much. Yeah. So the nature of me getting into you know the music scene around that time was that Dressy Bessie wasn't around. You were on a hiatus. And so I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm just recently discovering all these great albums that you've made. And oh, um I mean, I want to ask you two things. One yeah. is just, you know, what are your current Dressy Bessie plans and and goals like like what's happening in the near future that's exciting to you and then also like how did denver change in in that time that you were on hiatus i mean yeah well first of all rhino right like there's nothing in rhino besides the land no yeah there was it was barely a city like yeah uh first of all we were never on a hiatus um we came home we couldn't afford to tour in yeah. 2008 on that album mm-hmm. so i came home and i learned how to use a, a video editing program and made a music video for every single song off of that album oh yeah over the yeah. course of two years well there was that just i'm sorry to interrupt yeah that 2008 so 2009 2010 touring was just off the truck table yeah right. you know like nobody even big tours aerosmith had to I cancel mean, big tours. Tours because, yeah i mean like i said we had sold out shows but nobody was coming yeah and it, People can't don't come. It's just like doesn't yeah. matter, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like it, why am I doing it, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just didn't. It just didn't work. So there was at least those two years, almost three years. Yep. It just wasn't even a wasn't even an option. But we were here, and we were yeah. we we thought, oh well, let's just release some digital singles, and we did that. We called it yeah. summer singles for like two summers in a row. There, um, we did some pop fest stuff. We did some touring. We did some Couple stuff in little there. Things here and there. And then my dad died and that kind of, I didn't want to, I, then maybe there was a hiatus right. for, for a couple of years and John took up some tour managing yeah. uh, gigs and then 215. Oh, all right, let's, let's make a record. Let's do it. That's it. We're out. And that was our big comeback, but we, we didn't think we went anywhere, but yeah, if you don't have an album, you have taken a break. Like, right. you know, um, because of the recession, it's so demanding. Like, you have to have 12 songs every time. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like once a year, once every two notice. years. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I put out like six songs already. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, anyway. But there were some people out there, because of the recession, they, they missed that album. Yeah, the they didn't even album, know. They just missed that. So yeah. there were some people that thought that we hadn't done anything since Electrified. Since 2005. 2005. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, to some people, it was like, what happened oh, to them? gone 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't, Ten, really, we, didn't, years, yeah. we didn't think so. We yeah. thought we were still like, Woo, here we are. Yeah, we didn't yeah. just, you know? Yeah. So. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but now, I don't know. But to, back to the, yeah. what are we doing now? Yeah. Tammy's working on a solo record right now. I'm working on oh, a right now. Yeah. Um, I've been playing for the past couple of years, just kind of like post-pandemic, I suppose. Um, I, You know, I wrote an album's worth of songs, and I haven't really hung out with the band much. Mm-hmm. And they're all a little more personal to me because of that. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna record them myself. Cause I had like all of our albums, I pretty much demo, like fully record mm-hmm. the songs before we I take them to the band and say, okay, here, let's see, you know, and, and things change, you know, and this and that. But with this, it's just fully, it's fully my imagination. Every part, every sound, every little thing. So yeah, I'm excited about that. That's <laughs> awesome. And then, so once that comes out, once that's finished, then I'll maybe focus. We haven't had a like a permanent bass player since two thirteen. Our original bass player, you know, left the band, and he's since passed away. Oh. But Rob Green, yeah, two seventeen. Yeah, just suddenly we don't. Even... He moved back to New York to help take care of ailing parents, and just didn't wake up one morning. Wow. So. But he had left the band four years prior to that. And we've had all these fill-in kind of players. And uh, just last summer, we 
we were invited to play down in Denver, um, a festival, you know, they have at Larimer Lounge every year. And we're like, yeah, sure, you know. But we, you know, we were going to fly in a bass player. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to do that, do we? And the, the the guy who puts on the the event was like, well, here, he gave us like contacts for like five bass players. Yeah. So we went, looked and, and we got a hold of this Michael King who plays in a band called Zealot and Automatic a, Iris. But he came great over and player. he's great. He fits in and we're, we want to keep him. So <laughs> I yeah. definitely worked we haven't had that conversation yet. No. So yeah. <laughs> no, I have. I was like, no, you're Andy. Like, whatever. Like, he just fit in. He made it fun again. You know? Yeah, that's just, really important. Good job. When you have to, like, you know, when your bass player lives in wherever, you know, and you have to, like, fly them in to come practice for a tour yeah. and then, you know and stuff like that it's it's it, it's not i don't know i yeah and just having someone here at home where i'd be like hey i've got this song you want to come over and jam on it you know yeah. i've had that in years it's just maybe me like okay well the bass goes like this and you know it works out but it takes yeah. a little pressure off of me you know to have yeah yeah. A band you know exactly. so well another um, thing our, our drummer craig has two kids too and they're all grown no yeah. no that's what i'm saying oh yeah now he's they're getting to like one's in college now and another, mm. another one's ready to right so things are kind of easing up on yeah. him right know? right right so that was good that was he was feeling the pressure there. but he did like his first tour his son was born like his first tour he joined the band in 2004 mm -hmm. and uh because our original dr drummer quit in 2003 and um his son was born what like a week before our first tour, <laughs> like, and he came out and like, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. So I'm working on a solo album, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping to have it done here in the next couple, few months by the end of the year, and hopefully release next year. So keep yeah. your ears up. I'm kind of going by the. I've been going and playing shows out just to like keep my chops up and practice and stuff like that. And I'm you going just by use your the, own name, the Tammy Shine. Is oh. Calling it and it's like uh it's a verb, it's not like the Tammy shines <laughs> that comes out of my right. music, you yeah, know. Yeah. Whatever. Uh but you know, eventually if I if if it comes to it, because like the recording right, right now I'm I'm playing in um uh, a Gretsch Jim Dandy parlor guitar mm -hmm. uh with a pickup through a little tiny Vox amp, uh with a big muff. Yeah, and that's the best. It, yeah, no, it's, mm -hmm. it sounds so good. And uh and I have a uh, uh beat buddy uh drum pedal oh cool so but my recordings have like full bass lead guitars keyboards harmonies the works you know is it uh, all so you playing it is it is oh, right now yeah awesome. on the albums but I'm, yeah yeah so i might i might see if i can get some people who want to play with me and yeah. maybe do shows and i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens i'm excited about it though it's sounding really good yeah it is. sounding awesome well, I hate to, um, you know, insert yeah. myself, but if you need a drummer, you should Ooh. get in touch with me. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Adam, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play that kind of music because, oh, it's awesome. uh, you know, in Boulder, it's either alt country or bluegrass and punk rock right. is, is really my home, you know. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Well, John's got your, your contact. I'll say yeah. once I, once I get closer here with some mixes and stuff i'll send them to you and I'll, send, yeah. I'll, I'll email you cc you guys together yeah. too. that'd awesome. be fantastic yeah, yeah that'd be cool awesome yeah awesome. cool well that's the hardest part so thanks yeah. <laughs> i would love that <laughs> yeah so you have a solo album in the works and i believe yeah. dressy bessie has some recent singles well we had the album in 2019 yes and then yeah put out with a couple single or two during the pandemic, like a holiday mm. single. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so we put out. Uh, I'm still here. Yeah, exactly. That was a yeah. single, and that was one that it was kind of in the running to uh, be included on Fast Fashion Disaster, the album, but didn't uh -huh. make it. I was like, oh, I didn't quite like it, so I reworked it mm -hmm. during the pandemic, and then we had it mixed by Larry Crane at Jackpot Recording Studios in uh, Portland. He he edits. He does. Uh, he does the magazine tape op. Yeah. Okay. And and he also produced um, Elliot Smith's albums and yeah. I don't know. He was offering. 
I we we know him from most times. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Yeah, let's let's have someone outside of us mix it because we've mixed our we, last yeah, two records by ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're, we're so DIY that we we kind of we kind of need to sometimes let someone get their hands on it just for to make sure. But yeah, uh, so that was that single, and that was really cool. That was pretty well received. And that was just a digital digital release. Yeah, but what's the next thing for Dressy Bessie? Is there an album in the in the works? Well, I, I, like I said, I've been writing songs and I do have some, I have, I have many, <laughs> but yeah. I, as I've been playing these, I, you know, I've put it up, oh, that's definitely a Jesse Bessie song. So there, yeah. it, it, there is, there is a, an album in the future. Yeah. Um, just after that, I have to get this out of my system first. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she's been talking about doing it for a long, quite a long time. Yeah. But also just so we can get clear, Dressy Bessie is more expensive to take on the road. Yeah, that right. is true. Yeah. We'd be completely clear of the COVID and all that. Right, and, right, exactly. And we can't get out to Boston and then cancel a tour, you know. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, the, and the timing's just it just timing, gotta yeah. be right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like, oh, oh my god, we gotta put a record out. It's been two years. Oh crap, you know. No. Right. But, when it's time, it's time, you know. Yeah. And, you yeah. know. We were on a roll. We, we were, were on, on a roll. A roll. You know, we had 2016, then 2019. So mm-hmm. every three years, it's pretty good. And this would have yeah. been this. All these songs would have been a Jersey Bessie. Yeah, record yeah. If it would be the pandemic out. hadn't hit. Yeah, and it would have already been done probably. Right, because <laughs> yeah. we were on a roll there. Yeah, too. yeah. But, but you know, whatever. What are you gonna do? It's just the way way life. Maybe that's it. why they call it rock and roll. Yeah, right. It's almost like you've had two hiatuses and that were not your fault at all, both no, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. we're, we're like, you, you ever seen the Bad News Bears? Oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. That's yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. But, you know, you just, that's what happens when you're in a band for decades, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take it as it comes and just whatever. You know. damn DIY thing. <laughs> You're no kidding. You really are doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, you're still here, and and you yeah, know, yeah. Some people would say that that's the definition of success is surviving. That's, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. I, I consider it that. And you know, as I get older too, I, I I'm realizing that more and more. It's like everybody measures success in a different way. Not really. Most people measure success and how much money you have and how many fans you have and this and that. But I think it's longevity and this is is. For me, success is that the fact that I still have this this fire inside of me to have to write and perform music. Yeah. After so many years, like so many people come jaded and they're like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." You know, this is not. But I'm I'm still I'm I'm still in it to win it. You know what I mean? What it, winning it means just being able to, you know, do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Be happy, and you know, and hopefully other people are happy as well so yeah yeah well, that's how i it. congratulations on surviving and congratulations <laughs> <laughs> and look at we're cuter we're getting cuter with age yeah, too, yeah, you yeah. Know? We're, finally, we're finally getting really the way it goes. <laughs> congratulations yeah. on the grandkid as well and and thank you, and, thank you. we're super excited i have a, we have a whole new like outlook now just like a little more protective now the whole yeah. new generation and our family's growing so we're just like Keep it in check here. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, zombies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for talking with me. And um, there is a playlist. It's a Mile High Stash playlist on Spotify. And I put uh, one song from each album that's chosen um, on the playlist. And so I'm excited to put on the choices that you had that I hadn't heard of. Awesome. Uh, oh, and, and throw a pylon on there, too. Pylon. Yeah, pylon. I was going to say, I'll just put that on there, too. Might be. Yeah, but just go through There's Two, two or three albums. Three. The, the, the gyrate chomp. I think gyrate chomp, and I can't think of. Yeah, I can't think of the other ones. Those are the two I like. But the they're best. they're Athens, Georgia band that came up around the time REM and B fifty two. But they That's just never. Awesome. They never yeah. made it, it big time. But you you, you got to check them out. Yeah. And they it relates to sweeping promises. Right, yeah. right, right. And we have uh, our Athens connection is our kindergarten. Our first label was Athens. So yeah. our whole career pretty much until now, I think nobody thought, everybody thought we were from Athens. Right. No, er, nobody thought we were from Denver. Still today, I was like, oh my gosh, are you guys here on tour? When I'm walking, 
in my own city, I'm like, well, no, you know, we've been here forever. Yeah. <laughs> my city, I was here when it was cheap. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah. and I'm I'm really thank excited to hear the solo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get. I'll get. I'll get. A, I'm. I'm. Ugh, I'm just giddy about it. Actually, I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your. Yeah, that was super fun. Say yeah. goodbye, Daisy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, even if you guys, I don't know, maybe you guys can play sometime too. But yeah. let's, let's hang out sometime. It'd be yeah, fun. absolutely. Oh, yeah, we'd love yeah, to hang out. It'd be really fun. Yeah. I'll give you another hour, and I gotta run, I gotta fly away. That was Dressy Bessie, Tammy and John um, from Dressy Bessie with me. Um, and they will be playing the Punk is Dad Benefit concert in Denver on Saturday, June 17th. And you can grab tickets at punkisdad.org. You can also grab free tickets to the next live recording of Mile High Stash taking place this Saturday, June 3rd at the Roots Music Project in Boulder um, at Roots Music project.org thanks for listening and we'll talk soon even though I know this must seem real everything will fall I wanna go back to Montreal